Hello and welcome to the first Towards Zero Christmas special podcast series featuring four short but super interesting interviews featuring some of Zero Waste Scotland's experts helping you make your dreams of a green Christmas a reality. I'm Victoria, the new PR lead here at Zero Waste Scotland and I'm thrilled to be hosting today's podcast series. We'll start with looking at how we can limit our carbon footprint during the most indulgent time of the year by limiting the amount that we consume. And we're not just talking food. Everything from the gifts we buy to the paper that we wrap it in has a carbon tag attached. When it comes to everything that we consume, from flights to food and fashion to furnishings, buying and wasting less would help to reduce our carbon footprint. We need to make a change from make, use and dispose of culture that we currently have, um, referred to as a linear economy, to a more circular economy where we maximise the value of products and materials that we use to make them last as long as possible. Consumption is an issue not just exclusive to Christmas, but it's definitely a time of the year where overindulgence is almost expected. But the thing is, it doesn't have to be this way. Here at Zero Waste Scotland, we believe that to truly end our contribution to the climate crisis, we need to think about how we consume, and Christmas is a great time to start. Our communications consultant, Miriam Adcock, is here to give advice on how we can have a conscientious Christmas. So hi, Miriam, how are you today? Good, hello, how are you? I'm very good, thank you, and thank you so much for for coming along uh, today to chat to us. The, The purpose of today's podcast is to give some really really helpful tips and hints on how to make little changes that can actually have a massive positive impact on our carbon footprint around Christmas Um, and I'm really looking forward to uh, some of our experts coming on and sharing those tips but the overall uh, message that we at Zero Waste Scotland are are really passionate about communicating is the the problem with consumption Um, as a people we are really consuming an unsustainable amount of uh, of products um, that that are having lasting damage to our environment. So I'm really keen and excited to talk to you about kind of attitudes around this and and maybe a couple of wee tips as well around Christmas that that you can maybe help me with (laughs) on how to uh, reduce consumption. But to kick off on a little bit of a a brighter note, I'm really keen to hear what your favourite part of Christmas is. I think it's really having that family time and the fact that we, you know, we all go out for walks and things at Christmas, which I don't know why, but when we visit the family the rest of the year, we don't tend to do that. But at Christmas Day, it's it's like a mandatory part of the day. You have to go for a walk. And do you go for a walk before or after your Christmas dinner? That's the, that's the key question. <laughs> oh, yeah, it depends how stressful things are in the kitchen. <laughs> but no, that does sound really lovely. And it is, Christmas is obviously a time of year where we we do all come together and we, and we you know have a lot of food and have a lot of of drinks with friends and family we give gifts and consumption is as we kind of touched on at the top of the the podcast it is something that is very um prevalent throughout the year but at christmas time can can have that little added um impact so one thing that I'm really keen to get your thoughts on is that we are obviously post COP26. It was it took place in Glasgow just a few weeks ago, where Zero Waste Scotland were very passionate in pointing out that consumption wasn't high up on the agenda of uh, talking points throughout the two weeks. But it, it, the, the event itself did certainly hold a mirror to all of us in, in terms of what we are doing that is having an impact on 
on the climate and the world. So do you think that this year people are going to feel like they want to have a bit more of a greener Christmas? I think so. We're seeing a real good response to our responsible consumption campaign. And certainly I've been asked to give lots of talks about it. We've been highlighting the fact that 82% of our carbon footprint in Scotland comes from consumption. So from all the goods, materials and services that we produce, use, and in the case of products, often throw out after just one use. And as you say, at Christmas, it's you know worse than ever. So there, there is a lot of interest. Um, and I'm really hoping that translates into less waste this Christmas. Absolutely. And we talk a lot as well um, about moving to a more circular economy. Um, do you, this can sometimes be something that not a lot of people are familiar with as a, as a concept or aren't really sure where to even begin. And do you think that Christmas time is a good opportunity, you know, when we, we start having New Year's resolutions and, and kind of our, our plans for next year? Do you think now is a good time for us to start looking into that a little bit more? Certainly. Uh, I'm not sure the general public would necessarily think of it being the circular economy, but there is a lot of talk about reuse and reducing waste at Christmas. So you see lots of people doing workshops about making your own Christmas crackers and Christmas decorations and things like that. Um, so it's certainly going in the right direction. And you've actually touched on something there that I am really keen to get some advice on, which is Christmas decorations. Um, for a lot of people, now is the time of the month where they want to put up their Christmas tree and their decorations. So you've got something lovely and beautiful to look at. And certainly after the last year and a half that we've, we've had, um, people are putting up their decorations that little bit earlier so that they can make the most of the month. But certain people follow trends that, that mean that they actually rebuy their decorations each year and that itself comes with a lot of plastic waste and a lot of you know tinsel itself is, is, is just shiny plastic um so decorations can be a very frivolous thing but are there ways that we can have new decorations without a, you know having a big impact on our carbon footprint Certainly. I mean, there's loads of stuff about making your own decorations, which is nothing new. You know, we used to make sort of uh, like the, um, oh, what do you call it, the kind of paper chains when I was a kid um, and cutting out your, your paper and, and making them. And that was great. But you know, now I see people making natural wreaths. Um, which is probably a perfect time after Storm Arwen because our forests are absolutely littered with bits of shrubbery that we could use to make wreaths. Um, you can do things like dry slices of oranges and lemons and bake them in the oven to make decorations. You could make gingerbread decorations to put on your tree so you can hang them there for a while and then eat them, which is always a nice um <laughs> And these things are fun because you can get your family or friends involved. You can do them as a group. Um, but if you don't, if you're not creative, if you don't want to make them, but you want to swap, sort of have different decorations, then always think about swapping them with a neighbour or have a swap shop in your community where you all bring last year's Christmas decorations and swap them. Or donate them to a charity shop and, and often charity shops at this time of year dig out all the Christmas decorations. They've been donated over the years. Um, so there's lots of different ways of, of doing your Christmas decorations without waste. 
Um, but don't just think about the decorations you hang up. It's it's the other things that come with it, the advent calendars and all the other things that you hang up. Yeah, there's lots of reusable alternatives. I've got a, um, a tree that I've had for a number of years that I take out each year. Um, but there is that age-old question of real versus plastic trees. Do you have any tips around that? Because I know that, of course, um, real trees have... Uh, a, a, a shelf life or a, a stand-up life, um, whereas plastic ones can sometimes be not the best quality or sometimes can be. But what what would be your kind of tip around getting the best tree at Christmas? Yeah, there's, there's really pros and cons of both. So obviously a real or a natural tree is, is kind of better if it's a one-off um, and if it's disposed of correctly. Um, so if you are getting a real tree, then ideally think if you could get it locally grown, that'd be great. If you could replant it after Christmas, so it can be used again. Um, or if you can't do any of those, then make sure it gets composted. So you know most councils will do a Christmas tree collection after the Christmas period. But if you want an artificial one, uh, that's fine as long as you use it again and again and again. And if you do look after it and store it properly and use it year after year, you can often offset its higher carbon footprint. So it's really what suits you best. Fantastic. That's brilliant. And just obviously we were talking there more about kind of decorations and Christmas trees with the ladder up to that kind of bigger consumption messaging. But you have any any kind of final tips on how people can just generally look to consume less? Is there anything that you think is just a, a little bit of a, a simple thing for people to ask themselves when it comes to buying something? I think one of the biggest areas you probably have to consider is around presence because, I mean, I hate shopping, so I find it a real stress to buy presents. Um, so, and I, I really, because of my zero waste role i i really hate being given stuff that i don't actually want it feels like such a waste so i think in terms of presents really being open with your family and friends saying if you do or you don't want presents if you do want presents maybe giving suggestions saying what you would actually like so you do get what you want um and thinking about what you want so like an example is i'm running out of moisturizer and i want more so I said, that's something somebody could buy me. But I said, I just want the moisturizer. I don't want the gift box that has the candle and all the other bits. I don't want all the other bits. I just want a moisturizer. So it doesn't have to be a fancy gift set. Um, just get me what I want. <laughs> Whoever is listening that you want to get you that moisturizer, I uh, hope that <laughs> the message has been <laughs> loud and clear. <laughs> Yeah, or, I mean, we've done other things in the past. One year we said, right, we'll all just buy our, our own Christmas presents, um, but you have to wrap them up and put them under the tree and open them with everybody else. So, you know, I went out and bought exactly what I wanted and wrapped it up. So I knew what I was going to get, but nobody else knew what I was going to get. And it sounds like it's not going to be as much fun, but actually it was because, you know, I bought this stuff I really wanted. And there was kind of this excitement about waiting for Christmas Day before I could use it. I love that. Amazing. Well, this has been really, really useful. Um, I definitely got a lot of tips in there that we can um, adopt, not just in Christmas, but throughout the year. You know, there's birthdays, anniversaries, all these kind of times where, as you're saying, 
don't just jump to buying for no reason. Let's get things that people need, want, and can kind of keep circular going forward. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us, Miriam. Thank you. And have a lovely Christmas. You too. Thanks. Bye. Join us tomorrow for our next edition of Towards Zero Christmas Special when we'll catch up with Sam Moyer to talk sustainable gifting and how buying second hand could be your first choice.